you have any questions, Tim, or should we just get going or what? I think we ought to just get going with episode 23, right? Episode 23 of Utah in the Weeds. Um, we have a we have a special guest. Uh, I'll introduce her, actually. Vanessa Tall. That's Vanessa Tall, right? Yeah, uh, Vanessa, Nessa, whichever one okay. works. Okay, excellent. No, I'm so glad you're doing the podcast with us. It's been fun. You've actually helped me a few times at Dragonfly uh, as my bud tender. So it's kind of been... Uh, yes. Now, what do they call them at... Uh, what do they call them? They're, they're bud tenders, but... Wellness associates is uh, the wellness associate. is that the correct term. And that's across the board. All the pharmacies have wellness associates. Is that correct? Currently in the state of Utah, with it being at its medical standing, that's where it's kind of staying. So we're really not allowed to call you bud tenders? It's... It's that interesting thing to where, like on Instagram, as Tim was saying, I have it as bud tender because it's able to connect with the rest of the community across the United States, which is really rad. And I've met some amazing people through there. Wellness associate is the more pharmacy correct medical term that they're using for medical cannabis in this new industry. Hmm. So for the state purposes, I understand it. But for networking purposes, it's a little bit different. Well, that totally makes it's sense. It's the same thing with having to call them pharmacies and not dispensaries. Exactly. And right. I think it actually... Yeah, we were just writing an article today and we were trying to, you know, you're trying to optimize for like search and make sure that word's correct. And uh, we were talking about pharmacies versus dispensaries. And of course, pharmacies just doesn't get the right search. Um, well, I don't think, I don't, I don't think people really realize to search for pharmacies in Utah, but, uh, so how long have you been at Dragonfly then? Have you been there since the beginning? I actually was, I was hired on the end of February. We had our orientation on the 1st of March before we opened the day before grand opening, like walls weren't even up. It was it's been really magical seeing everything come together there. What were you just like super stoked when you found out you had a job there? I would be. I mean, I'm just be like, oh my gosh, I got a job here at this well pharmacy. So I actually got the news. I just got done hiking in Zion with my dad. And we were sitting down having lunch and my email went off and I just started crying. <laughs> so it was oh, wow. wonderful news to receive at that time. Yeah. No, I I could imagine. I I could. Uh, it just seems like it would be just such a fun place to work. Oh, definitely. Do you deal? Do you deal? You probably deal with a lot of jerks though downtown because, especially with the long waits and stuff. So I would imagine that probably gets hard to deal with after a while. You know what? It's the funny thing to where maybe I'm used to it because I've worked in customer service. I did call center work for close to a decade. Uh-huh. So really, even dealing with the off people, it's not, at the end of the day, they're leaving with a bag of sunshine. (laughs) They're leaving with the natural medicine that we fought so hard to get. So it's the type of thing to where you can go into work on a Monday, but you leave and you're like, hey, that was a great day. And it's nice to finally be in a career where that's a norm and it's a shared passion with everyone else. That's cool. Do you feel like this is more than a job then? You feel like this is like you really belong there? Like I've seen you on Instagram, you belong in the patient, you know, in this discussion. I I think that anybody who follows you on Instagram would would understand, like you understand this plant, right? Yeah. um, It's helped me medicinally. I started using it 
oh dear, it's probably been almost a little over a decade now. So I was introduced to it with a topical from a friend. I deal with joint inflammation, skin sensitivities, and some other issues. And a friend reached out and they're like, hey, I've noticed that you've been having these issues. Just give this a try. And after that, I kind of started diving into my own research. And it's been really helpful compared to any of the pharmaceuticals that were offered previously. So being able to have it as a legal option now is so amazing. And being in a position to where I can help others on their own journey to cannabis and fight the stigma is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So when you get, um, when you have patients come in, they, they usually will meet with the pharmacist, right? For their initial kind of their visit. And then, and then how do you help them as the wellness associate bud tender? Like what, what's the role inside the dispensary? So one thing is, is it's very strict. We are not allowed to do recommendations. So when patients come in and they're like, what do you recommend? It's, I cannot legally recommend anything. However, being a patient myself, I can share from firsthand experience how this medicine heals me. So for example, right now we have the purple panty dropper. Very nice indica, leaves you alert, relaxed, creative, but your body's nice and happy. So giving that information to someone, they can kind of say, okay, that might be something that I'm looking for. They can continue to ask like, okay, does it help with this or this? I may say, hey, I don't have those issues personally, but let me have you talk to this associate who may have experience there. Oh, wow. So this is not only, I mean, this is not sales per se, right? Because yeah, you're, no. you're not selling a product and then you, you're you not legally allowed to say certain things. Correct. But at the same time, patients come in there wanting, they really want your feedback. Yeah. Right? Like every day, I'm sure every patient who talks to you is like, well, what do you think about this? And so are you encouraged, not encouraged by your employer? I, I wouldn't imply that, but are you encouraged personally to try different products as a patient in order to give better feedback? Yeah. So um, there are products that I do try. I mean, I'm quite familiarized with the Dragonfly brand itself. So it's nice that those options are available. Mm, that's pretty cool. Have you been to the other dispensaries or pharmacies? I haven't yet. So I've kind of kept a little busy. I need to explore. I know... Um, the one up in Bountiful just opened, so did Provo. So those are kind of close by. Vanessa, what's the product uh, selection like at Dragonfly? What do, are they getting a little better at the the shortages? So there will there are struggles still, but there has been better consistency in the past month. Um, so one of the things that we're really grateful is, you know, we do have that ability to be a vertically integrated company to where we can grow our own product. So having that, we've been able to supply ourselves with, you know, our tinctures, our flower, our vape cards, um, and so forth. And we've also been able to assist um, Bountiful as far oh, as yeah. them some of their our products. So they had some of our vape cards and flower for their opening. And I believe that Provo is going to have some of our products as well. So being able to supply not only ourselves, but assist the other patients, because we know the struggle firsthand of opening and having product be kind of bare, but that's kind of just how it's going to be until the industry starts growing more. 
right? I mean, nobody's nobody's growing enough exactly. or producing enough, I would say, right? Do you you feel like they could have double the product and and still? Um, I feel that there were other cultivars that should have gotten online sooner, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. been more prepared for this. I mean, we all knew that when the state said, oh, there's only going to be, what, like a thousand card holders, we all knew that was a joke. We knew how bad Utah wanted medical cannabis. So for these other places to kind of say, hey, we're going to wait, it's like, okay, but we want products now because being a patient myself, it's that struggle to get product to where Chris earlier, we're like, yeah, we still go camping in Colorado or something because, hey. There we can still get our medicine until the end of the year. We're kind of good. Right. You're talking about how there's, you know, there's this law, the law kind of switches over in January where you're supposed to buy all of your product from a Utah medical pharmacy as of January 1st. That is the current standing. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there because I know with at least where I work, we're preparing but there's seven other cultivar licenses out there that I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of them are working hard, but you're right. There's, I think that they're behind, you know, as far as, I think the pandemic has hurt them too, as far as setup yeah. goes. I mean, that's there's a lot of hurdles. Huge hurdles. And then there's been, I know that there's been some additional state holdups with testing and just all sorts of, all sorts of, things where we just kind of have to keep fighting and say, Hey, this is what we want as patients. We're going to keep fighting no matter what the state throws against us. This is what we want. This is for the best. So talk about, I want to find out about the new payment system that you guys have at Dragonfly. Cause I think this sounds so rad. I haven't had the opportunity to use it yet, but uh, tell us about it. So I actually just got to use it the other day. So it's called hyper H Y P U R. Um, I'd be more than happy to send you an invitation link for next time you come in. <laughs> Please do. Most definitely. So it's really neat because even working there and everything, it's that thing to where I get in for my morning shift. I forgot to run to the ATM and I'm like, damn it, I need to pick up some granimals before I leave and then go to the ATM, get back to work. And it's nice to know we're like, okay, cool. I can just pay with my phone. Oh, so- Wow. Essentially what it is, is it's an ACH transfer that's created between this application and us. So hypers used throughout other pharmacies and dispensaries in the country. So that's what it's designed to do. It's really cool. They sent us like all this Cannabis Pro uh, little merchandise swag. Um, If you came into the pharmacy, you may have gotten some of it. So with all of that, what it does is it'll show up in your bank as just a hyper transaction, and then it does say Dragonfly Wellness next to it. So that's how it's currently appearing in my pending transactions. Um, But aside from that, you get into the store, you log in, it sends you a secure access code so it knows, hey, not only are you here off of your GPS location, but we verified it's you from sending that second authentication to your phone. Then you pop up in our system as you make your purchase. At that point, we say, hey, would you like to pay with Hyper? Cool. You can give us the, either the full amount or do split payments. So that is up to you if you want to do cash and online. Uh, from there, you'll be able to put in that secure access code that you set up like that little pin code. 
and there's your transaction. Uh, neat thing is, is it will be brought onto the website for online ordering in the future as well. So you can secure your product before you get to the store. So it's taken out of inventory. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a big deal when they launch, like when they drop uh, different strains of flour and exactly. people are going to want to get signed up. What about that? This is very convenient. What bank, do you know what bank they're using? Is it Utah First Credit Union? I don't know. That's crazy. I, so I've, I've, I heard, and I think J.D. Larson, uh, when we talked to him, they were talking about more, uh, more banking legislation so that Utah pharmacies could use Utah credit unions. And I'm hopeful that that's, like, that's going to be system-wide. That, it's a huge deal for online ordering and home delivery to be able to do this. You can't, I mean, home delivery, I guess you could, right? You could just wait till the guy shows up and pay. But nowadays with the pandemic and like even DoorDash, just leaving the food on your doorstep, you know, I guess you don't want to leave your medicine on the doorstep, but. Oh, definitely not. I know with the home delivery, there's going to be all the secure methods as well. Addresses are going to need to be updated. New hurdles to overcome as time moves forward. Sure. Are you doing a lot of sales out of the drive-thru? Not currently. And why is that? So with our drive-through service, so we're doing it for, we're doing a rough rollout on that. Got it. You're like beta testing. It's, it's honestly, it's been overwhelming. Um, we get into work every day and there's a line out the door. We're here to serve the patients of Utah. And when you have a line out the door and then a queue of 30 plus messages, it's like, all right, so... Oh, and that's every day, seven days a week, yeah? Most days. Uh, we're closed Sundays, so we we do get a break. <laughs> oh. But yeah. I think that the, yeah. the state yeah. kind of did that to Dragonfly in a degree with the whole letter thing. I mean, I guess Dragonfly kind of set themselves up being the first pharmacy, but I mean, it's kind of like it's an it's it's a tough situation to be in because more people only have access to Dragonfly because they're using their letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I bet that's just... That just adds adds to the the struggle for Dragonfly. I mean, I think they did a good thing in opening up early and you know getting everybody involved in like pushing the industry to to open and to li- deliver on the promise. But man, it's got to be tough now. Yeah. I mean, it's a good problem to have, I guess. You know, line out the door every day, but that that can also hurt you, right? Mm-hmm. When you get so many people that have to wait. So you have a significant number of cards, Vanessa, like you deal with a ton of people with letters. Do you get involved in that? Like letters, cards, you know, who has what? Oh, um, involved in what kind of cards, like reminding them to, hey, your card, like this is only good until the end of the year. Like whenever someone comes up, I'm able to see if they're a letter holder or a card holder. And it's kind of starting that thing because we are dealing with, still in a pandemic mode to where sure. doctor's appointments to renew this stuff might not be as simple as you'd like it to be. So with us now being in coming to the end of August, yep, that's close to the end of the year. So it's starting to plant that seed of, Hey guys, you're on a letter. Do you have your card? Do you know what you need to do? Getting them to go in there and explain, hey, with that, you're able to visit other pharmacies because we have people that will come up from St. George and everything else. And it's it's crazy. It's like 
as much as I love seeing you, like there needs to be access closer to you and let places start opening that are more convenient. Um, Being a patient myself, like even before medical cannabis was a thing, it's always you want to find the pharmacy closest to your home because even though they might be super nice at that other one, you don't feel great and you want your medicine now. Yeah, having access to more than one place. And I understand there's really thousands of of letters at Dragonfly that aren't associated with cards. We're, I mean, just so you know, like next week, we'll probably come talk to you because we have a program to help people convert their letters to cards, really trying to do that for free. So kind of as a side note, housekeeping, we've heard there's been some, uh, some QMPs that have been issuing letters earlier in the summer and in the spring, and then calling their patients and saying, Hey, you know, here, you owe me $165 to convert that letter to a card and charging them again to convert their letter to a card. And that's, I mean, it's pretty unethical. So we're working with the Utah Cannabis Association at utahmarijuana.org and going to do a program where people can try to convert their letters. We're going to try to help them for free so that the patients don't have to pay. That's really awesome. Yeah, good job, Tim. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. There's a there's a little plug for us, but when you're talking to people, because I bet you, I mean, you're going to run into that more and more, right? You're going to see, and then you're going to get to the end of the year and we don't want it to be a mad rush. See, and that's where I get put in a really tricky position at work because being, so with where medical cannabis is in Utah, being a pharmacy, going back to the pharmacy versus dispensary thing, If you went to your pharmacy to pick up a prescription, would the technician say, hey, you need to go to this doctor? So as far as like recommending things, the most that I can do at my job is say, hey, you can go to medicalcannabis.utah.gov or you need to talk to your doctor that gave you your letter and tell them, hey, you need to go online through the EVS system and start this process. So when it comes to recommending services, that's where we're kind of in that tricky spot with us being in that pharmacy state currently. Right. Yeah, that's so crazy because you'll know a lot of answers for patients. And boy, how do you how do you navigate that? Do you release? Do you, uh, you know, do you kind of vent on your, you know, how do you how do you get away from it all? There there's been certain I mean, you know, like I have my Instagram and my Facebook account where I can share comment and do stuff there without any issues thus far. Share your, uh, what's your Instagram uh, username, your uh, handle? Uh, so I am the Loch Ness Toker. Nice. I want to make sure we talk about this is what's Dragonfly's uh, plan on delivery? Cause I've heard they're planning on rolling out some delivery themselves here pretty soon. Yes. So that is something in the works. Um, and if you don't know anything, that's fine. Or if you can't, that's not all I know. Okay, well, or if you can't <laughs> talk about anything, coming down the line, they're starting to piece things together, really just navigating this whole new industry. So us as wellness associates, if we choose to, we can do additional research into, Hey, what are other States doing? Like what are their kind of policies? Because there would be concerns like, hey, with the recent law enforcement busts on cannabis, like, do you really want to drive around with a bunch of cannabis? 
Oh, right. So you're talking about the 350 pounds or uh, some 30, what was it 35 pounds or 350 pounds of flour? There was 300 vape carts. Yeah. Um, it, it was like an order. I mean, it was literally like an order of like a dispensary order. Yeah. You know, it was just about enough to, to get a dispensary off the ground. And they busted him in Tooele or something like that. I can't remember where. Yeah, it was Tooele or somewhere on like the border coming back from either Nevada or California. But it's a common thing. And we'll still hear horror stories from patients as to their experience that they may have had. And it's going to be really interesting navigating that as a new industry in Utah. So, What kind of horror stories have you heard, if you don't mind sharing? Just as far as people getting pulled over and even though they are fully papered with their card letter following protocol still running into the issues of having their medicine confiscated when you're thinking about it this is not covered by your health insurance it's not afford like right now it's expensive so when you have that taken from you when you're just in transport of going home there's a lack of education i feel Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. This medicine, and we just need to continue to destigmatize it and say, "Hey, this is medicine. You wouldn't pull someone over from getting their oxycotton from the pharmacy." So no, yeah. So why this? So what's the um, interesting? You talk about like you know it's not covered by insurance. You got to pay cash usually, unless you use Hyper now, and. What's the average transaction? I mean, what are people spending per month? We try to get this information to our patients. We have this question all the time, you know, what am I going to spend per month? Yeah. What, what do you tell people or what What do you see? It does vary by person. Yeah. So you'll run into patients that will, a half gram bait cart may last a couple weeks. And when I hear that, I'm just like, oh, wow, like I, I go through mine in like a week or so, like sometimes less. It's it really depends on the person. But you're honestly, realistically looking at at least a couple hundred dollars a month. Easy, yeah. easy. I mean, for me, before I was going through holistic doctors and all of the prescriptions through insurance, which it's still a little bit pricier, but it's been more it's been beneficial long term so it's been worth it i'm glad i okay so a couple of hundred bucks a month yeah we used to um we were telling people between 100 and and 200 a month but i really feel like that's probably a low estimate really and if you want variety that's where it can be tricky is especially if you're a new user like for me myself i've been experimenting with this for close to a decade so i kind of know what I need. So I don't need to experiment and spend like, Oh, I didn't need that. It's kind of that trial and error because you're not being prescribed the exact dosing because of the doctors. So. Right. What do you see with dosing and delivery? Do you find that some providers are better than others? Do you feel like your pharmacists do a really good job? Yeah, so it's our pharmacists definitely stay up to date and in the know. We're always sharing little like news stories or best practices or just like, hey, I just read this new research article. So it's really, it's really cool seeing everyone engaged and being in a work environment where 
the things that used to hide in a corner to like have to read like your High Times article is now like, hey, let's share this in the office group because this is something new that we all need to know. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. That's something that I don't think anybody except for the dispensaries and the there the pharmacies, maybe the growers are sharing, but the research is really you guys are being able to stay up on that. I think better than anybody else because that's really what you're focused on is the the delivery and the dosing. So that's it's right there all the time. Do you guys deal with, um, I don't know if you can even answer this, but do you guys deal with the, the qualifying conditions and, or do you just let people come in and look, I, now that I have my card or my letter, like I can use it for whatever I can get whatever benefit that I want mm-hmm. or that I'm looking for. I qualify for pain, but I also have anxiety, which isn't covered. So you're talking, are you talking to people about that and, and just having open conversations about that? We are. Um, I mean, it's a thing to where cannabis has so many benefits to where I personally, I think it should be available for everyone. And all use is medicinal, whether it's for a severe life changing condition, or whether it's for your depression, anxiety, I can't sleep at night. So there are so many side benefits from cannabis that you can't help but talk about it. Because everyone worries with like, okay, well, is it going to make me paranoid? Is it this? And it's no, explaining the different terpene compounds of this is actually going to be relaxing. It's going to be similar to this. It's going to help with anxiety. Yeah. Or give you a little mood uplifter if you're having like an off day. You you know, it's interesting you brought this up, Tim, because I was actually just talking to about this with Chrissy. Because wouldn't you say that cannabis, though, is the only prescription or I guess recommendation? Because, well, regular prescriptions, you don't talk about the other things you take it for. You're not like, oh, I popped this pain pill for these other reasons, right? Like, I mean, you kind of only have only no. could talk about it for the reason you take it. Is that correct or, or no? Yeah, it's it's absolutely Western medicine is what we call allopathic, which means one symptom, one solution, yeah. right? So- you have pain, we give you pain medicine. You have anxiety, we give you anxiety medicine. And you are absolutely correct that there isn't really, there's certainly not another drug on the market or available that I know of that has essentially an entire pharmacy inside yeah. it. You might be primarily using it for one thing, but you're secondarily using it for five things. It's Right, right Vanessa? I mean, like it's... You've got different strains for different things, different terpene compounds, cannabinoids, all of the above. Your body has its own endocannabinoid system. It is designed to take this in as medicine. It is whole plant medicine. And that's kind of the interesting thing is transitioning the mentality from that because you do have the pharmaceutics that you're talking about to where, yes, you have anxiety medication or um, for me, I was on stuff for psoriatic arthritis and these gnarly injections with all these side effects. And it's like, no, that's not the way this should be. You're trying to treat something, but you're causing this many issues with cannabis. It's the opposite. It heals one thing as well as everything else. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You're the perfect you. You are the perfect wellness associate. Right? Like, I, I love it. 
and I and I bet you give really good non advice, uh, personal experience, experiential like feedback. I guess that's what we could call it, right? Experiential feedback. Um, so, what did you do before this? How did you get into like what made you want to do this? What What was before? I actually always wanted to be in cannabis. Um, after I started my relationship with it about a decade ago when I was introduced that topic with my friend. But it was a thing where I was like, okay, I need a job. I need benefits and stuff. So I, I worked throughout corporate call centers and played that game because it was nice to have the benefits of FMLA and stuff for my medical conditions to where I could say, hey, I can have this job, I can have this covered, and if this flares up and I have to go on a medical leave, I'm not going to be completely out of luck. (laughs) So it was last year, so I knew that, I knew cannabis was coming to Utah, and I'd always kind of advocated it with friends, family, everything else. I worked for places that were not too open-minded about it, so I had Mm -hmm. to careful. But it was actually when I started my Instagram account, I wanted to get more involved with the local community, knowing that this was coming and that there would finally be a chance to interact with other people that shared the same mentality I did for medication, have it be in a non-stigmatized area. Uh, So last year, things kind of fell into place. I was having a medical flare and was offered the third medical leave of absence. And I was just, I'm done. I decided to kind of just leave, cash everything out and got involved with the cannabis industry. Nice. So it, it's, kind, it's really interesting how things fell into place and I'm truly blessed to be here. Is that when you started the Loch Ness Toker? I did. So I was sitting at work. I was like, all right, cannabis is coming. Let's get more involved with the community. I can't do this on Facebook. I can't use my current Instagram. How do I connect? Let's do that. Very cool. Pretty cool. Where do you see yourself going? I mean, where would you like to go? Do you ever see yourself like actually start growing or doing more in the industry or, or where would you like to go? Yeah. So right now I'm currently involved with starting to I'm starting our community program, so kind of the organization behind that. So really, in the future, just moving forward, continuing the education, destigmatization of cannabis for all. Right on. That's cool. Are you going to get involved? Like politically, you sounds like you're you're a big uh, advocate of and believer of adult use legalization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now that's one of the great things is working for a place to where I can advocate for this openly. So being able to have that support system behind me is really going to help. Um, I know that we were able to fight for some of the laws to be changed and pushed forward, such as the HB 425. So how long do you think it'll take? I'm hoping less than two or three years. 2021, man. Well, really hoping. (laughs) You got you got both fingers crossed. I I uh, I can see that. I can see that. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet against you. I'm gonna bet double. All right, double that. Uh, but you know what? It could happen. Anything could happen. I mean, we had an earthquake, a pandemic, and now the world's on fire. It was really crazy to have this all start during the pandemic because I'm sitting there and I have 
I have friends that are losing their jobs or that are on unemployment. And I'm sitting here legally selling cannabis in the state of Utah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's really been a bit of a mind fuck, honestly. (laughs) And it's a different reality for sure. And I'm excited to see where things are going to go. Yeah. I, I was just reading an article, man. Joe Joe Biden says if he gets in, he just put out another article just just like yesterday, saying that he's planning on decriminalizing. That's why I'm like, hey, 2021, because he's getting it, man. You know what he could? I mean, really, the look at the tax revenue. Weren't we talking about it before? Yeah. Like prohibition ended, and the tax on alcohol um, was one of the big things that got us out of you know the the depression, and uh, you know this could be a this could be a windfall for the United States. Yeah. Certainly, it would bring more regulation, and I think that's interesting. You know, v- Vanessa works in a very regulated, right? You work in an extremely regulated, a regulated store, regulated industry. Everything, everything is very tightly regulated, and yet we talk about on the podcast, Chris and I, the the kind of the mess of Utah cannabis. We we kind of are in the weeds, you know, so to speak, with with regard to all of the things that are gone wrong with the program or the hiccups, the lack of product and uh, people doing things that are just seem crazy. We talked to Jake last week and, you know, we could update our listeners. So there was some concern and maybe people heard in my voice, this concern that what Jake was experiencing, he was 19 years old and, or it was Jack, sorry. And what Jack was experiencing, he's 19 years old. He got a letter of recommendation and was able to buy product at the dispensary. I had some concern that that was against the law and come to find out it is not, absolutely not against the law. With a letter, you can be underage, under 21, any age with a letter, you can buy product until the end of the year. Yes. Isn't that wild? And you don't have to go to the compassionate use board. But to get your card... That's to get your card to be that little thing. And I feel like, cause we do see patients that kind of that fall under those categories. And I see some with cards and some without, and for the ones without it's, Hey, you do have to go through this extra step. Yeah. And it is a lot of work. And it's the thing to where also if they are under the age of 21, they can only go to a pharmacy to purchase a vaporizer, to purchase a grinder, or anywhere else because of the legality of it. So, man, that is interesting. Yes, we sell vaporizers at my clinic. Yeah, and, uh, and that's right. You can't. We can't sell them to anybody under twenty-one. Huh. Mm-hmm. It was. It's funny because. Well, it's not funny, but it's. It's interesting. So I used to, I worked at a head shop back in 2013, 2014. And that was when this whole idea was kind of floated with, oh, they're going to change tobacco and smoking to 21 only. And we were all concerned. And, you know, six years later, here we are. (laughs) Right. It's been an, it's been an interesting ride watching everything kind of lay out with everything with, with tobacco and cannabis and everything. It's been interesting. So. Well, we should let's get this episode wrapped up, Tim. Let's get this uh, let let uh, let Vanessa get on with her evening and stuff, and and I need to get some rest here anyway. And uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you need some. I don't know what you need. Maybe you should go see Vanessa, and she could give you some. <sighs> she could give you some tips on what's uh, what's next on your menu. Chris. <laughs> take her 
a good bath and a vape cart. Pick up a good bath bomb or something. Get those oh, yeah. airways flowing and opened up. Are you guys ever going to sell like bath nice. bombs at uh, at Dragonfly? Like, can't you get some THC bath bombs? We'll see where the market kind of leads. Um, right now. I've tried both the THC bath bombs and CBD bath bombs. And with the price difference, I say go with the CBD bath bombs in my, really? for my personal use, I've kind of gone that route. Um, so there's some local shops. I'll pick those up at. Very cool. Huh. Very cool. Yeah, very I, cool. I haven't tried many of those, those, those type of things out. CBD bath bombs. I, I should try it out. Yeah, do you do topicals at all? No, I haven't tried topicals at all. I need to. It would be it'd probably be good for some of my muscle aches and, and some of my uh stuff as 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 hurt bones as you get older, right? So Right. <laughs> no, you're so old. Hey, I'm old. I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> well, Vanessa, how do we get a hold of you? Like how do people connect with you? Um, so you can find me at the pharmacy. I'm there most days. I'm also online on Instagram as the Loch Ness Toker. So there's that. And, and when you, when you okay. say pharmacy, Dragonfly then, down the, downtown on uh, what's the address there? Like 700 South May or 700 South State Street. 711. South State Street on the east side. Yeah. Big white building. Okay. Well, thanks, Vanessa. You can uh, always look me up on utahmarijuana.org and... Uh, that's the best place to get a hold of us. UtahMarijuana.org slash letter is our new program, Converting Letter to Cards. And uh, we'll have more information, hopefully, at the dispensaries for people with with uh, with letters that we want to convert to cards. Um, no cost to the patient. If you uh, know anybody or or hear of anybody, let them know. We're going to help. Very cool. I wanted. I for, almost forgot before I give my contact information here, I forgot to read. We have an iTunes review, Tim, that I haven't shared with you. Ooh, I'm excited. I want to read it really quick just to, uh, it's, it's from Susie. It just says, I have learned so much from this podcast while being entertained by Tim and Chris. Thank you for all the true information about how marijuana can help people. Oh, thanks, Susie. Yeah. Leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, they're fun to, to kind of hear what people are saying about the show. So. So go leave a review if you can. Anyway, you can find uh, more about me at IamSaltLake.com. That's my main podcast that I do. Well, I guess these are both my main podcasts now, right, Tim? That's right. I mean, this is getting this is getting pretty serious. <laughs> but uh, yeah, IamSaltLake.com and send an email to Tim or myself. You can send one to me at Chris at IamSaltLake.com if you're interested in coming on the podcast. We're always looking for people. Right. And uh, you can reach me at Tim at UtahMarijuana.org if you need to. All right. Well, you guys have a good night. Thank you again, Vanessa. Yeah, you too. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe out there.